You are listening to Engaging and Exciting Conversation on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Get ready. Now. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Radiant Culture Podcast. I'm your host, T-Mac. And I'm joined by Brother E today. How are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. Thanks for having me. And uh, for a second there, I thought I was only invited to episodes about relationship problems. <laughs> so it's good to be yeah, here. We believe you have meaningful contributions about real world issues. Glory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that your contribution? <laughs> Glory. <laughs> Little hand wave right there. Yes, yes, yes. And we also have Cool Was in the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you doing, T-Mac? Good. You're looking well. Wearing your little shorts, I see. <laughs> yeah, you know, you get this the sun has come out and you're yeah. just like, yeah, summer is here. <laughs> oh, relief. <laughs> awesome. Well, talking about the weather, that's actually part of what we'll be talking about today, discussing natural disasters and what they call acts of God. And I think that's probably a good place to start. You know, when you fill out your insurance policy, they always say, we do not cover acts of God. It's got nothing to do with that. Funny thing is, atheists also fill those out. Anyway, mm. it's besides the point. Um, Kuaza, do you mm-hmm. think it's fair to call natural disasters acts of God? Or why are they even called that? Well, uh, act of God is a term that uh, ensures love. Um, and it's a term that came from just things that cannot be explained or things that cannot be um, controlled. Mm. So God is sovereign, and so it's an act of God. God has done it. That's just the idea behind that. Yeah. So even in insurance, uh, they have exclusions. I don't know now uh, with contracts these days, but it, it used to be a big thing. So they would exclude acts of God yeah. in an insurance contract. And yeah. Acts of God. And then they'll give you examples of earthquakes and mm-hmm. hailstorms and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. So are we saying that God is the one who causes what you've just mentioned? Earthquakes, floods... Did I just say earthquakes? Yeah, you said yeah, definitely said earthquakes. Earth just been eating cookies. Forgive yeah. me, guys. <laughs> earthquakes. Anyway, um, earthquakes, <laughs> floods, um, tsunamis. What did we just have here in Zimbabwe? We had cyclone, die, like mm. all those things. Are we saying that God is the orchestrator? He's like waving his hand. I was going to say wand. And be like ah. <laughs> waving his hand is. over certain places and being like, mm, I feel like putting a cyclone over there. And yeah, I think drought over here. Like, is that what it is? It's not. You can't have a straightforward answer to that question because uh, sometimes it's God, sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, um, I can say three, three sources, three sources of these issues, and one. Is God Himself? Then there's the devil, and then there's uh, man-made, you know, activities. So if you look at, um, of course, God, we start, we start with Him. When Jonah was running away, uh, it says God sent a storm. A storm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and again, when Jonah, I like to call Jonah the climate change prophet because so many <laughs> climactic <laughs> events were happening around him. You know, when he was angry after God had pardoned, you know, the people of Nineveh, he was sitting out there and he was very angry with God. And the Bible says God sent an east wind mm-hmm. to scorch him, you know, <laughs> and then made a tree grow out of nothing. Yeah. Just oh no, and then immediately sent a worm as well. So those are climatic events that are linked with God, you know, yeah. sending mm-hmm. sending the wind, sending a storm. Um, but then man made in the sense also of man's sin. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. So David in Second Samuel twenty one, after two and a half years where there's no rain, he goes and uh, and asks God, you know, what's happening? 
Mm. Why is there no rain for the past three and a half years? And God said it's because of Saul who killed the Gibeonites. There was a covenant between uh, Joshua and the Gibeonites that they were never going to be slaughtered or killed by the by the Israelites. So mm. uh, Saul went and killed them. And uh, the consequences were reaped by David during his his time, you know. So it was a drought. You see now. <laughs> see the good thing about David, he didn't just say it's climate change or you know it's just the weather. It's just gonna you know it's a season. He realized, hey, this has gone on too long, and let me see God about it. Mm. And then God told him. So if he just continued saying, ah, maybe it's climate change, they could have just been scorching and <laughs> all yeah. the time. So that's man-made in the sense that man's actions have resulted in that kind of an event. And then you have the devil, uh, where you see uh, Job when he was, when God said uh, to Satan, Job is in your hands. Uh, one of the servants came and said that your children have been killed because a strong wind came mm. and destroyed the house. Now think about a house and what kind of wind that had to be, gale force, yeah. you know, and Satan was the one who sent it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very interesting if you look at what God says to Job as well in Job 38:33. He says, "Do you know the laws of heaven so that you're able to cause clouds, you know, uh, to to form mm-hmm. or uh, lightning, you know, to strike? You do know what, what lightning reports to or the pathway of lightning." Mm-hmm. And so Satan has understood some of those laws, and mm-hmm. there are people that have understood the laws of heaven. So you have people from certain places in our country, places like Chipinge. Oh, here we where go. You hear, <laughs> you hear about a guy who say, hey, uh, just uh, choose one tree for me here. Because mm-hmm. the guy took his, his lightning-making paraphernalia. I said, I'm, I'm done with this to the police. <laughs> Can you take this away? And the guys were like, oh, you know, you're making uh, all sorts of jokes here. Maybe you're wasting our time. And he said, okay, just choose one tree and I'll strike it for you with lightning. So you know, there's guys who have learned the laws of heaven, mm. um, and they know how to manipulate those laws to cause climactic events to happen. Uh, I know of uh, situations where witches have held all sorts of um, what can you call them uh, assemblies, rituals, rituals, yes, yeah. and then just to stop rain from 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 falling. Mm. So it's so important to to realize that all these events have different sources yeah different and sometimes we're not told what the source is like when jesus calmed the storm it was a storm mm. where did the storm come from was it god was it satan what was it <laughs> you know mm. or just the season yeah um but you know he didn't look for that and ask questions he just said hey storm be still mm-hmm. yeah so in short many places where these things could come from yeah yeah I wanted to to ask uh, when we see these um, these different um, weather phenomenon, do they do they uh, only reflect God's judgment, or does God also use them as a means of just communicating to us that He exists? Yeah, yeah, it's a it's an interesting uh, question you ask because at times when uh, you look at God and He speaks of Himself as having, even if you look at uh, creation at the very beginning. That he separated the waters right mm. uh in the heavens mm. so there is an aspect to which god controls climate and he uses climatic events to judge mm. um but also yes to show himself to be god i mean there's a time when samuel was speaking to the people of israel <clears throat> and saying you guys have sinned against god in asking mm. for a king and he tells them what kind of king they're going to have mm. and then he says um, uh, just to show you a sign of just how you know Mm. that what I'm saying to you is not man's word but the truth 
he said right now it's just gonna rain out of yeah. nowhere and it was blue sky and started raining yeah. right there you know so everyone was like oh we're so sorry <laughs> but it was too late to reverse it yeah so god does judge but also shows himself to be god yeah through climatic events I think I think as modern Christians again, um, some of these uh, references in the Bible can give us an opportunity to look at uh, the grace uh, of God because He's also used them as reminders of how much He's loved us. And we look at one of the earliest weather phenomenon, uh, which is mentioned in the Bible, which is the rainbow. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that w- that came at a time when God Himself repented of destroying or doing what he had done ever again, yeah. which is the flood. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think of... Um, so many so trolls are going to come <clears throat> for you. Yeah. And like, God does not repent. Well, uh, well... <laughs> okay. Yeah, well... Yeah, in KJV yeah. language. Yeah, yeah, which is, which is my favorite version. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm also thinking of... Um, because I just want to look at the positive side of it and how, you know, act of God and, and, and disaster and all of these things, sometimes they, they just spell out doom and gloom. And I like to think of the, the positive side, mm-hmm. you know, of, uh, you know, the same God who used, um, you know, a cloud and also a pillar of fire to guide mm-hmm. the children of Israel. Mm-hmm. You know, and those are signs, you know, just in the same way that the same uh, different uh, weather, you know, phenomenon or elements were used to punish the Egyptians when they wouldn't yeah. let the people yeah. go. You know, they were used as a, as a source of salvation for the children yeah. of Israel. And I think, I think it's important to look yeah. at that as well, yeah. you know, to, to look at the positive spin of what these things can mean for us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I like that you talk about uh, the pillar of fire and the cloud. Because it's not just, they weren't just signs. They were actually, like, you know, like the desert uh, climate during the day, it's very hot. Mm. And at night, it's extremely cold. So they were extremes. Yeah. So during the day, there was a cloud to shield them from the sun, actually, and mm. to keep them cool. Mm. And at night, the pillar of fire was actually to warm them as well. So it wasn't just a sign, but it was God taking care of his people. So that's, that's a very important point. Yeah. 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 That it's not just one way, you mm. know, where God destroys or God is punishing, God is mm. angry, but also that there's a, there's a positive side to it as well. Mm. Mm. So, I know some of these um, happenings can be explained by science. Mm-hmm. For example, the movement of tectonic plates and whatever weather patterns. I don't know the science of it. I'm not that well versed, but I know that there's people with explanations. Yeah. So, if it can be explained away by science, mm-hmm. can you actually say that these are signs of the end times or this is just how the world is naturally evolving. That's, uh, I'm going to use a word that I, <clears throat> that I uh, fear, evolving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's, it's one of those very difficult ones, I must say, because the Bible does predict, you know, Jesus did say that famines are going to come, earthquakes in different places. So when you see them increasing, it could be a sign of the end times. Um, I am a, I am loath to use them as an as as a sign of the end times because Jesus could come at any time. Yeah. You know? So mm. if <clears throat> sorry, he could have come at a time. Well, well, he could have come at a time. Everyone was expecting him to come, but it wasn't accompanied by a lot of famine and earthquake and, and necessarily like an increase in in in, in the birth pains. So mm. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, he did say it's going to come. So when we see it. There's an attitude towards it that we should have. He says that, you know, lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Mm. Mm. So, yes, on one hand. On another, Satan is also operating um, and doing all sorts of things. And we need to be able, as Christians, to discern, to say, if this is Satan, we take our stand. Because the Bible says that we must resist the devil. Mm -hmm. And part of resisting the devil is taking our stand 
and saying we're going to pray for rain, for example. Yeah. If the drought is inspired by demonic activity mm-hmm. um, or there's cyclones coming, I know people that have stood on the shore and there's a tornado coming inland mm-hmm. and they've held hands and prayed against it and it just dies, you know, in the wow. sea. Yeah. So many of wow. those kind of stories. You know, so you get, you have to just realize it's not all, ah, oh, doom and oh, Jesus said this coming, so mm-hmm. fine, you know. Yeah, because we're kind of like, well, we yeah. need to just accept it because he did say that they were coming. They will come. There's some things that we can't do anything about, but there are others that we can. Mm. And that's why we need to have, our, our relationship with God is so, so important. And, you know, we, we don't understand, I think, just how much um, sway, mm. I think that's the word to use, we have with God mm. and with these events, these climatic mm. events, because... <laughs> much teaching goes on about them yeah it's like it's just nature it's just the way things are and part of that thing of being steeped in science mm-hmm. because science is explained and science has said i believe that the climate change um uh, outcry or the way that it is being driven is actually quite dangerous in the sense that the things that are supposed to point to the coming of christ are being explained away as it's science mm-hmm. you know it's because of gases yeah. in the atmosphere. You know? But I mean, even with that, because yeah. climate change, as far as I see it, or global warming, is something that has happened as a result of man doing his thing, whether it's, you know, the gases or whatever. I mean, they didn't come from nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> so it's from us and our activities. Yeah. So could you say that, in a way, it's our own sinful management of the resources that's leading to the climate change, and therefore it is, in a way... A form of judgment because it's like we're reaping what we are sowing. Yes, you see, the thing with climate change is that it's the only one that science can see, uh, because you got uh, all the stuff that you you can say right. There's this amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere and so mm. on, mm. but there's another level of human activity that affects the land mm-hmm. and affects the climate that people will not or science will not be able to tell tell you the 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 causal direction or the cause and effect so for example god says to the people of israel if you mess up i think it's in leviticus 28 where he says that the land will vomit you mm. <laughs> you know so it's very interesting how god says it well. it's not i'm going to put you out of the land the land mm. itself is going to be revolted and it's going to vomit you out you know because of your inhabitants. and then so many places where it talks about the land is desolate because of its inhabitants mm-hmm. because of the increase of wickedness mm-hmm. in isaiah 24 to 5 and 6 says they've broken the everlasting covenant they've broken all my laws and so the land is going to languish mm-hmm. and there's going to be mourning uh, for the land and yeah. it's not going to be productive yeah. look at the very first instance where man sinned and god was speaking to adam he, he actually judged the work of his hands and said the land is going to produce thorns and thistles for you. Mm. So there's no carbon dioxide there, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no toxic gases, no uh, CFCs or anything like that. It's just the increase of wickedness you know, on the face of the earth. Yeah. Just how gay marriage and gay relationships are now becoming the norm mm. and laws that are passed allowing that, things like abortion, all that kind of thing. Mm. The, the, you know, the Bible says that bloodshed pollutes the land. It's interesting that you should say, say that because yeah. right now, I mean, I haven't been alive that long, but um, it's the first time maybe I'm noticing that much murder and violence yeah. happening in our own country. Yes. Mm. Like, I'm sure it was always there. Maybe social media has made a difference in terms of how much we get to hear about it. Uh, but yeah. 
Yo, I, I just feel like it's, it's on increased. levels. Yeah, yeah, it's increased. And actually. perhaps would it be fair to say that there could likely be a link between that and our famine? Absolutely. I mean, when you you know, um, the Bible says that the blood of Abel was crying out from the ground mm. against Cain. Um, and then if you if you look at what God said to Cain, that you're going to wonder, you know, you're going to be a wanderer. I'm going to put a sign on you so no one kills you, but you're just going to be going around. You're going to be a vagabond mm. because of what you did. There is, uh, um, you know, uh, a result or there is a um, consequence. Yeah. But it's very difficult to draw the line because you can say, ah, oh, but in the US of A, there's all sorts of things that there's happen. Gun but violence, but the economy, yeah, but yeah. the economy is going so mm-hmm. great. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, no one is really starving like us. So can we really, we never really know how it works in different places. Mm. Yeah. So there is a link because the Bible tells us that, it, that there is that link. We see examples of that mm. link, you know, uh, where God says again to the people of Israel, I'm kicking you out of the land mm. so that the land enjoys its Sabbaths because mm. they're supposed to yes. allow the land to lie fallow, but they yeah. didn't do that. Mm. And so it said the land is not enjoying its Sabbaths. So I'm kicking you out so that the land can have 70 years, which you guys, years. yeah, the 70 years Yo. that they're in exile. It was because of the Sabbath that they did not allow the land, you know, to enjoy. Mm. Um, so, it's it. There is a link. We just don't know exactly what yeah, the link it's hard is. To, like, mm. Exactly connect the dots. Yeah, unless God, you know, reveals by His Spirit, uh, this is happening because of the level of bloodshed. And I know people who have prophesied and said things like, you know, God said to me, and of course that all has to be weighed and tested. You know what to do in yeah. prophecy. But that's the way that we we have the revelation, like David did. You know. This drought is not because of climate change; it's because someone killed somebody yeah. that he was not supposed to kill, yeah. and something has to be done for restitution. Yeah, yeah. I was going to, I was going to make the reference of um, Hurricane Katrina and the yeah. area that it affected mostly was, um, I think it was St. Louis, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And you have all sorts of strange pagan traditions there, like your Mardi Gras, mm-hmm. which is like a week of sin or something. Yeah. And and a lot of people who are conservative Christians were quick to say it's because of that those kinds of uh, pagan cultures that that area was affected. Yeah. And it's very easy to point fingers and, and say, um, this is a sign of God's wrath. Uh, I, I guess my question, or where I want to steer the, uh, the discussion is, how can how can we as young Christians... Uh, determine whether an act of God is a reflection of him punishing us or if it's him showing us something or taking us away from something or one of those other things that we've talked about earlier. Look, what I'm finding more and more when I hear these kind of things is your theology will determine how you see things. It's a lens through which you see everything. Mm. So if God is a God of wrath, he's angry, you do good, you get good, you do bad, you get bad, you know, mm. like old covenant God, then you're always going to see those kind of things as judgment. Mm. Yeah, it's because God is judging, you know. Um, but if, you, if you're if you a grace-minded person and you see things through the lens of grace, you know, you, you have to ask yourself, you know, Jesus came and said, I, everything you see me doing, I only do what the Father you know, shows mm. me. And you never see him bringing a storm on anybody. You don't yeah. see him cursing anyone. You don't see him saying, ah, oh, those guys didn't accept me. In fact, his disciples said, should we call on fire from heaven because <laughs> these guys have rejected us? You know, and Jesus says, well, you don't know what spirit you're of. You know, he actually rebukes them and says, no, leave them alone and off they go. So, you know, it's all about the way you see God. Um, the, yeah, I remember there's a time I, I saw something very interesting in Exodus 24, verse 15 to about 18 where it says that Moses went up, 
into the mountain, Mount Sinai, and it was a cloud, mm. right? Yeah. But if you look at verse 18, it says, the people at the base of the mountain saw a raging fire. Wow. You know, so it was a cloud. Yeah. And Moses entered the cloud. But mm-hmm. what the people saw at the base of the mountain was a raging, a raging fire. fire. So the cl- I believe the closer you are to God and the, the more, you know, proximity there is to God, you truly understand his nature. Mm. But if you're further away from God and you see him in the Old Testament lens as a distant God and mm. far away God is a God of fire, wrath, fury, mm. anger. And that's one that was one picture, two different, you know, mm. uh, perspectives. Mm. Mm. So I'd say that about people who quickly then judge and say, this is it. I'd say in the absence of God actually speaking and saying, this is my judgment, do not make that kind of a conclusion, Mm. (laughs) you know, always look to say, okay, how can we bring redemption to the situation? Mm. So if it's a storm, pray that the storm can, you know, be, be, uh, be be shortened, go in there, preach the gospel, um, and tell people that, guys, this is a microcosm of what's going to happen in the in the end time. Because even though we don't know if it's God or not, but what mm-hmm. I can tell you is that there's going to be a time when everything you see is going to disappear with a roar into fire. Mm-hmm. You know, and you want to be standing on the right side and that sort of thing. So we can use it to preach the gospel, but I don't think that we should be too quick to you know to say this is judgment from God mm-hmm. because you know <laughs> God is in the business of reconciling the world to yeah. Himself, yeah, as opposed to raining coals of fire upon them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um but and and on that point, I actually think thinking back to Sarconidae in Zim, yeah. there was a unifying, I feel, yeah. of the whole country, like yeah. east to west, north to south, everyone coming to the aid of the people in that area. Mm-hmm. Whether the aid reached them or not is a separate <clears throat> issue. <laughs> but I mean you, you saw that outpouring of love and a, a unity and a connectedness within the nation yeah so um i guess maybe that's one other thing that tends to come out of these natural disasters that happen yeah. i remember when i yeah. was in junior school and there was cyclone Eileen, and mm-hmm. we were being told to bring canned foods to to school to make yeah. sure that they were sent to those people and i feel like it's it's always just for that moment and then we forget about it afterwards yeah. like mm-hmm. when yeah. was the last time you actually prayed for the people in chimani money yeah personally mm-hmm. yeah. not in a while yeah. So yeah, I think maybe we should also remind ourselves to not let that outpouring of generosity just be a momentary thing. Yeah, true. It's it's a unifying moment, but also a moment to, of of reminding each other that you know there's yeah, we are not in control. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know when you look at some of those gale force winds that happen in some of those places, like you know even in the states uh, when uh, a, a tornado is coming in inland and you see cars being lifted up mm. picked up by wind and it's like you know like someone's just picked it up with their hand and you think about i saw one where there was a 45 wheeler you know just in a twister being what? yeah wow. 45 wheeler and it's just a reminder that of how small you mm. are as human beings because you know as human beings with some of the exploits that we've done as a you know as a people in general mm. we are able to, to go to, to space you know we have gone to the moon we are able to uh, to to transmit information through light and all that kind of thing, you can begin to think of yourself bigger than you actually are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you realize, okay, you got all these power cables and power levers, but you know you have a place in the states where they've not had power for fifteen days or whatever, and it's not because of bad governance. Where did you guys put the money? You're all corrupt. Mm-hmm. There was a cyclone and it <laughs> washed away all your infrastructure. No questions asked, and you could do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important because it gives us that sense of humility yeah. of 
something greater than ourselves yeah. and we can come in and preach the something or someone yeah. like you know uh paul did you know he said i see you have an altar to an unknown god <laughs> let me tell you about this unknown god you know we can do the same with these kind of events that they are showing us that we are in and of ourselves not adequate mm. to watch ourselves for out for ourselves but there's someone else who can and then yeah. we preach from there yeah. yeah and i just want to <laughs> touch on i know it's not necessarily a natural disaster actually i don't know something like the coronavirus yeah i, w- yeah. I was going to yeah i was actually right. going to take it there and say you've got you've got everything happening with the coronavirus and then mm-hmm. you mentioned the frequency of these acts of god even here in africa where they didn't take place as much is this uh, are these the signs that we're told to look out for towards that that part of you know scripture well it's, it's interesting the coronavirus uh one of our local it's prophets humble yeah <laughs> one of our local prophets prophesied about it two years ago three years ago and, and what did he what he said that there's a disease that's going to come up out of southeast asia oh. um and it's going to be incurable and it's going to spread very fast and it's it's one of the signs that we're in the end times that's what he oh, said yeah. wow so okay. about two or three years ago so it, it happened and i only got to realize that they did prophesy because they did a video showing when they did say it yeah it happened wow so <laughs> but did it come from god i i wouldn't you see because it's if someone predicts something mm-hmm. right there's going to be famine they're not predicting that they're not predicting the cause are mm-hmm. they? they're, yeah. going, they're telling you what's going to happen yeah mm-hmm. um and so the coronavirus i would say we treat it like any other disease you know it's the thief that comes to kill steal and to destroy mm-hmm. but he yeah. has come that we may have life and have life in you know in its abundance so we always see it as either it's adamson or it's you know the devil doing what he's doing mm. it's just not that it's god who's sending a wasting disease on yeah. on the people in Jan- i i heard someone uh, recently talk about how because of christians persecution in china they're persecuted so much mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they felt like and they were preaching uh in the direction that coronavirus was god's judgment ah. on on china china's persecution because they persecute christians wow um and i listened to that and i said to myself mm, yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm not sure about that mm. uh because there's one time when in in luke is it luke 13 should be luke 13 where some guys went to jesus and said and t- told him about some jews whose blood had been mixed with the sacrifices by pilate or yeah by the roman guys mm. and jesus said do you think these guys are worse sinners because they suffered in this way but unless you also repent you too will perish mm. so it's not so much the fact that we look at the severity of what people are going through and then conclude it's because they're bad sinners mm. china they're persecuting christians yeah. we have our issues with the small houses and stuff but we don't we know we respect we respect christians you know we don't persecute christians you know we know <laughs> that kind of thing so wow. so they are worse sinners than us and that's why the coronavirus is coming their way mm. it doesn't work like no. that no. it doesn't work like that so it's a disease has come what do we do we pray against it we protect ourselves against it we do everything we can we preach in the midst of it because mm. you know these are the last days and guys look at all this stuff that's happening again the urgency of it we're doing what we've already been doing anyway whether we, corona had come or not we yeah. still have to preach the gospel yeah. yeah yeah i think that's a good takeaway so maybe with that we can close and um you can just let us know what you think people should be praying for right now in Zimbabwe in light of all the violence in light mm-hmm. of all the natural phenomena that is 
that we're dealing with, yeah. what do you think are prayer points that people should have at the moment? Mm, prayer points. And maybe how to pray for them, not necessarily to be like, Oh, pray for people, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Bind the weather. Binding the weather. It's Bind too the cold, climate. I feel like yeah. sunshine. <laughs> Bind this rain. Yeah. No, we need the rain, we need actually. The rain. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think firstly is to have that realization that we're living in the end times. And that is true ever since Jesus went to heaven. It's always been the end times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Jesus has always been coming back ever since he went. Yeah. So we are in that end time space. Um and realizing that these events will happen. But we as Christians on earth, as long as we are here on earth, um, we have the capacity to reduce uh, the suffering mm-hmm. through our prayers to God. So some of these things we will be shown in advance. We have it in our capacity, the more we deepen our relationship with God, to ask Him, is this the kind of thing that we should be praying against to stop? Mm-hmm. Because if you remember what Joseph said, he said that a famine is coming and the doubling of the dream of Pharaoh meant that God's the thing is fixed. And they cannot be changed. So mm-hmm. what we, we need to do now is make sure that we are putting food away so that when the drought comes, yeah. we got something, you mm-hmm. know. So there's stuff that you can uh, shift and things that, things that you can't. Mm-hmm. The things that you can't have the wisdom and say, hey guys, so what can we do? Advise as a church those that are in, in, in position to be able to do something about it. And we pray that God, there may be no loss of life or reduction yeah. of the loss of life. I think that's the best way that we can do that. Mm. Uh, right now, praying for our country is to have, I would say, the most important thing, and I've been reflecting on it uh, a bit, is not that we have more Christians in Zimbabwe, but that we have God-fearing Christians. Mm. I believe the fear of God is what we are lacking. We don't, we're not lacking bums on seats. Mm. You know, mm. uh, We've got uh, mega churches, people th- in their thousands on a Sunday, some, you know, even midweek. But from, to that, from, from that to translate to our behavior, translate to actually living the life that God has called us, mm-hmm. we need the fear of God. Where people can feel like, the stuff I'm doing, I cannot be a Christian and be doing what I'm doing mm. right now. I cannot be taking money from under the, you know, under the table. And this is some of the stuff you know, actually affects the climate stuff and all, that, all yeah. these things that we're talking about, droughts and all that. Mm. Um, and I believe that if the, the more that we are like that as Christians, the more that we are people that walk in the fear of God, mm. then the more you'll see, uh, you know, a turnaround into the things that we, we desire. So I would say we pray that we become more, you know, people who fear, fear God all, yeah. you know, more, and then uh, that will help us to try and walk, you know, the way that Christ uh, requires of us to walk. Mm. Yeah. I like that. I like that too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Cool Waza. For bringing some balance to that discussion. Um, My pleasure. Yeah, we will pray on those points. I hope we all remember to pray for the people in Chimani as well and all the areas that were affected by Saikon mm. as well. And yeah, let's do our part where we can, how we can, however we can. Awesome. Peace. We'll, talk, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.